Hello, my name is Kira Murphy and I'm the Irish Herbalist. And in today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you about tonsillitis. It's a very common condition in children and teenagers and well into the adult years. I'm going to talk to you about why they become swollen and, and toxic and what you can do to prevent a reoccurrence of them and why surgically removing your tonsils is often a very bad idea. So first of all, tonsillitis is inflammation of the tonsils. And the tonsils are composed of the same type of tissue that makes up the lymph nodes. So it's part of the lymphatic system. A lot of people don't understand the lymphatic system. So put it simply, it's like the second circulatory system. So first of all, we have the heart and the blood pumping. We also have the lymphatic system, which I always think of being white. And it's it's there to filter and to remove impurities in the body. So when it becomes congested, we get infections, we can get boils, we can get strep throats or we can get tonsillitis. Tonsillitis are a symptom that your lymphatic system is overburdened and why certain people will get it is because their throat can be their weakest point in or one of their weaker points in the body but it's important to remember that this is a systemic problem it's the lymphatic system in general that needs to be cleansed the reason it becomes overburdened is because one or more of the other organs of elimination are unable to expel the accumulated waste and impurities from the body so then the lymphatic system becomes congested and the main organs of elimination to look at to ensure that they're working properly are the bowels and then looking at the kidneys and the lungs and quite often with tonsillitis you need have a look at the person's stomach. If a person is having difficulty eliminating the waste, the lymph glands become swollen and the tonsils then become infected. So the modern way of treating it, thinking that they're doing the body good, is to surgically remove the tonsils. So they think that that is going to help the situation. But in my opinion, I think it's very, very harmful uh, procedure and it should really be avoided at all costs. Uh, A friend of mine uh, said to me recently, you know, it's like really an, a burglar alarm going off. That's what your tonsils are. And why would you silence it by removing them? What you really need to do is to get the burglars out. And I thought that was a very good analogy. So removing the tonsils doesn't treat the underlying cause, which is toxicity. It merely silences the body. So the person who has had a tonsillectomy, afterwards, it can be very, very painful. But, you know, months later, they can say that they've never felt better since getting their tonsils removed. And the reason being is that the the burglar alarm it's been silenced but the toxicity is still there in the body and it goes deeper and deeper into the cells and it can manifest many years later in different ways quite often through uh, discharges through the skins like psoriasis or eczema or rosacea or different kind of uh, tumors and boils and growths within the body antibiotics only temporarily ease the symptoms and the reason being is that a lot of times it's actually a virus or a streptococcus um, infection, occasionally a bacterial infection, and that's why antibiotics don't work. So you'll see that people go on course after course after course because it doesn't get rid of the problem. So we want to look at what you can do if you are getting recurrent tonsillitis. So you need to really remove the cause. So you've got to keep the organs of elimination 
open. Number one, look at the bowels. I'm obsessed about bowels. I'm sure you've probably uh, noticed from listening to my podcast, but it really is the most important thing. Clean the bowels, get the bowels moving properly, and you're over halfway there. You've 50% of the improvement done. So when I talk about bowel movements, the importance is to remember, you know, that we should go for every meal that we eat. So we should have a bowel movement two to three times a day. It should be big and soft like cow pat. And when we go, we should feel that we have really cleared banana-shaped bowel movements, golf-shaped bowel movements or pellets are a sign that the body, that, that the, the colon is congested and that you are constipated. So if you want to get rid of any infection in the body, you it will be virtually impossible unless firstly you clean the bowels. So I have a podcast purely on uh, colon care and how to get your bowels moving, but also when I talk a little bit more about the diet uh, that you should use when you're getting recurrent tonsillitis and if you want to clean up your lymphatic system, this diet is automatically going to get your bowels to move better. So bowels are number one. And then, as I said, looking at the other organs of elimination making sure that the kidneys are working properly. So a pint of warm water in the morning with some lemon juice is fantastic and that's very good for cleaning out the kidneys, getting rid of acidity in the bodies in the body. And also it's really important to hydrate the body. The lymphatic system needs water. So pure water, you know, either using one of those Brita filters and um, drinking herbal teas and watching your intake of tea and coffee because they're all very dehydrating hard on the kidneys. So hydration is so important. When you get a sore throat, the body is telling you really to stop eating. So fasting is really, really important and it can be quite difficult, especially water fasting. So I'm not advocating that, but what I'm saying to you is that you really need to look at juice fasting. So drinking plenty of vegetable juices and fruit juices, in particular carrot juice and pineapple juice is very, very good. So lots and lots of juices. So if you get a bout of tonsillitis, drinking lots and lots of juices throughout the day and herbal teas and lots of pure water will take the the load off um, your lymphatic system. It'll cleanse and it'll help purify it. And then when you start to feel a little bit better, you can start introducing more solid foods. But, you know, going for softer things like soups, like vegetable soups and rice and things like that. I talk about a mucusless diet. So the reason our lymphatic system becomes congested is because we're eating far too many mucus-forming foods. Mucus-forming foods are dairy. So all the dairy, so your butter, your cheese, your yogurts, your milk, cream, chocolate, all those things really, really congest the lymphatic system. And also eggs are huge lymphatic congesters. They stick, they bind and they block in the in the body. So omitting all of those foods. A lot of times we get recurrent infections because we're doing the same thing over and over again. So you really need to change your diet. And if you don't, you will not get rid of the underlying root cause of the problem. Also meat and chicken are very mucus forming. They're very hard to digest and they put a lot of excess fat and high protein that the liver has difficulty in digesting. So a plant-based diet is recommended. Also to cut out processed 
foods and wheat. Wheat is a big binder in the body. So your breads, your pastas, things like that. And going for more wholemeal uh, versions of them. So brown rice, spelt pasta, buckwheat pasta, rye bread, spelt bread. Just the, the natural, better alternatives, the more whole food alternatives. And also eat lots of garlic in your diet. Garlic is wonderful. It's antiviral, antimicrobial, antibacterial. And four cloves of garlic is equivalent to a dose of penicillin. But you need to take it in its raw form. Cooked garlic loses all its medicinal properties. So chop up a little bit of raw garlic and mix it into your food, mix it into your soup or into salad dressings and things like that. And then slowly by slowly start increasing more of it into your diet. So that's it. Really sticking to a mucusless diet, which is lots of fresh fruit and vegetables, sprouted nuts, seeds and grains. And, you know, a lymphatic congestion is caused by a faulty diet and the lymphatic system gets all blocked and we want to keep the channels open. I'm going to talk to you a little bit now about herbs that you can use. So when I'm treating somebody for tonsillitis or somebody who has recurrent bouts of tonsillitis, I need to look at aiding their immune system. And I also need to look at clearing the liver. Any heat or inflammation in the body, you need to look at the liver. I also look at cleaning the blood and the lymphatic system. So some herbs that are really, really beneficial are slippery elm. And you can get that in most health food shops. It's really good. It's a highly nutritive. It's very good for a sore throat. Also really good for the stomach. And you can mix it with water, a teaspoon of it with water, and uh, make it kind of like a gruel and drink it five to six times a day. It's very slightly laxative. So that's always a good thing. But when you're buying it in the health food shop, make sure that there's no wheat added to it because slippery elm has got quite expensive. So what people have uh, started to do, they're bulking it up by adding wheat in. And obviously you don't want wheat to be mixed into it. So make sure it's pure slippery elm. Then I would make a tincture for people. And as I said, I'm looking at boosting the immune system and clearing the liver and cleaning the blood and the lymphatic system. So specific herbs that I would use would be echinacea. Echinacea is a wonderful herb that has an affinity to the lymphatic system. So I would use quite um, a large proportion um, of the tincture would be echinacea. I also use myrrh. Myrrh is a wonderful, strong herb that is antiviral and antibacterial and has an affinity to the throat area and is is specifically good for tonsillitis. Another herb that I would use would be red clover. Red clover is one of the best blood cleansers that nature has. And I would use that in tincture form and I would also give them a tea with red clover in it. And either I would use either golden seal or barberry. And these are very strong, herbs which will look at fighting off the infection and boosting the immune system. I also would use some ginseng as well to give them a little bit of a boost to their adrenals. Mullen is a herb that I will always use when the throat or the lungs are affected and it just has an affinity to those areas so it'll bring the herbs to the throat and help soothe and it's very uh, demulcent and soothing. You can also, um, I would also maybe add in wild indigo which again is a very very strong antimicrobial herb. 
I often recommend a tea for people and I would use things like calendula, which is soft and soothing and emulsant. I would use cleavers, which are great lymphatic cleansers and mullen, as I mentioned before, because it has an affinity to the throat and red raspberry, which is very soothing and blood cleansing and also red clover. And what people can do is that they can make up the tea and drink three to four cups of it daily and they can also uh, do a fomentation so they can put a, a white uh, cotton cloth into the tea and uh, put you know soak the cloth into it wring it out and apply it over the neck area which is very very soothing you can also uh, make a mouthwash of sage or uh, myrrh or both in either tincture or tea form and you can rinse your mouth with it be really careful of, you know, mouthwashes that you can get in the chemist and different things like that. When they've got a warning on them saying, like, do not swallow, it's always a sign that they're, they're, they're chemical and they can be quite damaging. So I always like to, you know, prefer to go for more natural things that if you do swallow them, they're only going to help you anyway. So, um, yeah, mouthwashes are very good, but don't over gargle either because, you know, the area is quite inflamed. So you want to go nice and gently with it. So that's it really. That That's a little bit about tonsillitis. Uh, I hope you've learned more about why uh, the tonsils get inflamed and things that you can do to stop the recurrence of them. And I hope I've uh, explained to you more about why it's really important to keep our tonsils there because they are the alarm bells. Removing them silences them. It's a very invasive, very traumatic surgery and you're better to hold on to your tonsils. We were never born with parts of our body that we don't need. So a little bit like the appendix, these are very important organs that we need to keep the body in balance and to keep everything in harmony and to have vitality in the body. So I hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast and if you've any comments, any questions, please post them down below and I'll be only too happy to answer them. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Bye bye.